When it comes to finding or creating your ideal career, it starts with really understanding what it is that you want or need both in your life and in your career. For years, I've been using a tool that I call the Ideal Career Profile with our clients to help them hone in and understand what they really want. If you're wondering what an Ideal Career Profile actually is, well, guess what? You're about to find out. This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. There's one thing we mention on the show again and again and again. But we've never actually talked specifically about it or about how to use it, at least not on the podcast, (laughs) even though it's one of the most impactful things that we work with our clients to create. And that tool, which I created for myself many years ago at this point to try and articulate what great looks like for my life, my work, my career, (laughs) way back when I was trying to answer many of those questions, (laughs) as I was making career change to career change, well, now we use that every single day to be able to help people do the exact same thing. That tool is what we call the ideal career profile. Sometimes times go into the ideal career profile and they do look at it as like this tool where they have, you know, they put the input in and then it's going to spit out these perfect options for them in terms of career. Well, it's yeah. going to be the ideal career at the end of it. You know, one week later, it's like, ta-da, now you can go look for the very specific job. That's Sharissa Sebastian. She's one of our coaches here on Team Happen to Your Career. And we're bringing her on to be able to share a behind the scenes look at what an ideal career profile or an ICP, what that actually is, how it makes career change that fits possible, and what some of the challenges are along the way when you're making a change and how it helps alleviate many of those pains. Okay, so one of the things that's so important as we go through this process is starting with the end in mind. Like, you've got to know what you're aiming at or at least have an idea of what it is that you really want in order to be able to create a plan to get you there. So I think that that's why this whole idea of being here and get, having that level of clarity is so important in this whole journey. And getting that as soon as possible, like early on, if you're starting towards that early on, really helps to you know, move the process forward in the direction that's going to be the most beneficial. That's amazing. And you and I have had the opportunity to see the impacts of being clear about, as you say, where you're going or you know, beginning with the end in mind. And I'm really curious, as you think about some of the people that you've worked with recently, where have you seen the actual tangible impacts show up when you do all the work? Often it, it's a fair amount of work to get clear on where you want to go. What does that look like? So yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things that I've noticed going through this process is where it really helps a ton, even though this is this part of it can be a lot, like you said, it's a lot of work. That's where coaching comes in as well. I think the, having those coaching conversations can really help to uncover some of these things. But once you do that, it makes it so much easier to be really specific on those next steps. So going into like the career conversation. So we talk a lot about career conversations after the ideal career profile. And what that is, is basically just um, reaching out and doing your research on some potential opportunities that might be a good fit and then reaching out to people who already are in those roles or you know work at the companies that you're interested in working at and those kinds of things. 
So when you do the ideal career profile and you spend the time and effort that it takes to get as clear as you can possibly you know, be, then it just makes it so much more efficient. The process afterwards is so much more efficient. So you can really target the, you know, the jobs, the companies have more beneficial, I guess, conversations with people that are going to get you closer to where you want to go. But without knowing, without having that level of clarity of what's going to be right for you, what you're looking for, all of those other people that go into the ideal career profile, you can spend so much time doing research and, you know, doing all of those things and having a ton of conversations and it's not going to get you that much closer in the amount of time, you know, in the short amount of time. So I think that's one of the biggest benefits that I see is really shortening that time frame of getting from where you are now to ideally where it is that you'd like to be. And you and I throw around that word all the time, the ideal career profile or that term, I should say, all the time. But for those people who it's a newer term for, what does that actually mean? In your own words, like how would you describe what an ideal career profile actually is, let alone what it does for you? I think if I have to summarize it, one of the things that it really does is provide that level of clarity. But a part of it is also that introspective work. So right before we do the ideal career profile, we do, we do the strength assessment. So by the time our clients get into the ideal career profile, they already have a good idea of what we call their signature strength. So those strengths that, you know, they're really say the top five that are really aligned with who they are as a person and where they function best. And so knowing that going into the ideal profile gives them that much more clarity on the type of work that's going to be, you know, that like what strengths that they want to use or leverage in finding the ideal job or ideal next step. And then the other part of the ideal career profile is what they want at a minimum. So it can be in a number of different areas. It can be in terms of salary. It can be in terms of company, like either looking for a specific company culture or environment. You know, I've seen some of my clients get, and actually the clients that get the most out of this, out of the ideal career profile, get very specific. So they talk about what they want in their ideal boss, what they want in their ideal, you know, co-workers and that the environment, all of those types of things, what type of work that maybe based on past experience or based on their interests and things like that, what type of work do they really want at a minimum? And then also their ideal. So there's you know, absolutely nothing holding them back, no barriers, like what is it ideally that they would like to experience? Another thing that I want to add with the ideal career profile is it's not just about career, but I love that it also talks about their life. You know, because I really believe that your career needs to fit into your life and not the other way around. Yes. So you want to structure your life around, you know, around your work, but you want to make sure that both of those things are working really well for you together. The ideal career profile also gives our clients the opportunity to think about it and reflect from that standpoint. Like ideally, and then we do the visioning exercise as well, which also feeds into this and ties in really well. Because it's like envisioning ideally what you want your life and your lifestyle and your work and all of those things to look like. And so when you get a little bit more clarity on all of those things, it's a lot easier to come back to the ideal career profile and say, okay, so at a minimum, here's what I want my work to look like. Here's the type of lifestyle that I want. Like work-life balance, for example, is something we talk about a lot. A lot of my clients really want that and that's one of their top priorities. And so that comes into play with the ideal career profile. So again, it's your signature strength, their signature strength, how they're tied in with the type of work that they're looking for or how they want to use those strengths. And then it's also at a minimum what they're looking for. And then ideally, what is it that they would like, even if it seems completely out of reach. And that's something that as a coach, I really stretch my clients with. <laughs> like, even if it seems like you have no idea how you would possibly get to that ideal situation, just go ahead and do that because I've seen incredible things happen when people just put it on paper and when our clients put it on paper and then all of a sudden they start to realize that it's actually more possible than they realize. And of course, going into the conversations with people that are actually doing this type of work and things like that, it like broadens their perspective as well. And they start to realize that a lot of what they thought was not possible actually is. So 
So that's very exciting. What's an example where you've seen that happen? That's one of my favorite parts of this work, by the way, that you just mentioned where, you know, they have this idea and then all of a sudden, you know, it's put down on paper and then from there it starts to become possible. That's really fun for me. But what's an example of that that you've experienced so actually, one of my clients, Judith, I think is a good example of this because she did such a phenomenal job with her ideal career profile and got very, very specific. So she had a lot of interest outside of work and they kind of a unique, she wanted a very unique type of opportunity that allowed her a lot of flexibility to be able to travel and to have time to, to do um, you know, the other things that she had going on outside of. And so once she created her ideal profile, she then started to actually a lot more prepared for those conversations, like going through the interview process and things like that, because she knew clearly what it is that she wanted. And so she knew how to ask the right questions to be able to give her that flexibility, to be able to negotiate, you know, that level of flexibility and even salary that she wanted that would allow her to do the things that she were really important to her even outside of work. And she was able to do that and also land a position that gave her a three-day work week. (laughs) She went from five to three. (laughs) And she was able to just negotiate so much more into that package that allowed us to have basically the best of both worlds. And didn't even realize it was possible until we did this exercise and was like, why not? Why not ask for what you want? Why can't it be possible? Because everybody else wants to work a five-day work week. Doesn't mean you have to. It was negotiated in. And yeah, so within two weeks of, sorry, two weeks, two months of working at the company, she didn't even have to ask her. They put it into her contract. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that part of her story. Yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. And so it was in writing and she knew going in that she was set up. You know, she had set herself up so well to step into that situation where all the way around, she, you know, created that ideal kind of opportunity for her. It was a really fun experience for me to be on that journey with her. But yeah, she was able to do some incredible things. And it really did start with this process of getting clarity and starting to believe that it's even possible and then taking the steps to step that up for her. Well, it sounds like had she not done that initially and had she not potentially had the prompting from you like, yeah, let's put that down. If that's really what you want, let yes, let's put that down, of course. But that type of extra encouragement and coaching and direction and guidance, just getting to the point where you can declare that that's something that, yeah, I want that leads to later on, well, leads to a whole series of events, right? It doesn't just happen overnight, but leads to then the possibility of it happening. And then later on in Judith's case, it actually happening. That's pretty cool. That's fun. You know, as we talk about an ideal career profile, and I know that's a term that we made up. I mean, I made it up in conjunction with uh, other people that I was working with way back when, but it's taken on a life of its own in terms of it being a, a tool. And I'm curious, what do you feel like ideal career profile is really best for? And what do you feel like are some of the limitations by using that tool or what it's not made for? Interesting. I think it works really well when, I think it works especially well when people are looking to make some kind of transition. So they're not necessarily looking for like a lateral move, but they're looking to focus on the transferable field and then maybe move into something a little bit different than what they had done in the past. And yeah. so I think this really opens up some um, some possibilities and opportunities for them that maybe they weren't able to see before going through this exercise because it goes back to that clarity. Without really being intentional about creating that level of clarity, it makes it, especially when you're not sure what that next step is going to be, it makes it so much harder to get through if you don't have a process like set up. So I would say in those kinds of cases, it's even more important if clients are not sure, like where do I go next and how do I even figure this out? This is really that kind of like a launching point. And that's the way I see it, like going through this coaching process. This is that's really interesting. Good. Can I ask you about that really quick? You said 
it sounded like, especially when they're not really super clear initially, it's even more important. Why do you feel that way? If they know, if they start in this pocket and they're already pretty clear on what they want, either this going through this exercise is going to uh, validate for them that they're on the right path, or if they're not sure and they're like, oh, you know, there's so many options, I'm not really sure which way I should go, then this is going to help to narrow that down and to help them to evaluate different possibilities. And, and actually, especially with my multi-potentialized clients who, you know, they're so good in so many different areas and they're like, oh, this is overwhelming. There's just so many things I could do. This really helps them to narrow it down and say, okay, let's look at it through the lens of the ideal clear profile because that's going to help you to focus. And it doesn't mean you eliminate everything else. It just means it gives us a starting point. And then from there, there's so many other things, you know, there's options that can be open to them that maybe they weren't aware of before. Going through and looking at, okay, what is it that I want at a minimum? What is it ideally that I want? And then some of those other options are going to, you know, fall off at that point. They're going to realize that, oh, wow, like some of the options that I thought may be a possibility don't even meet most of my minimums. And that's just an example of how going through this process can help to take away some, you know, take off the things that are not supposed to be there and then also help them to really focus in on the areas that are going to get them closer to having that footballing career. Those are some of the cases that I've seen where it works really, really well to get them really focused and in the right, heading in the right direction quickly so that the, the actions that they take after that are much more intentional rather than just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can totally appreciate that. I'll never forget when it's probably about seven years ago, seven and a half years ago or so, like really early on in happened to your career days. And I remember describing that even before I'd called it an ideal career profile, I'd sort of made this prototype of the tool for myself just to be able to make decisions. I remember describing it to this client. She was in the UK. She in the wonderful British accent goes like, oh yeah, you're using it like your filter for decisions. And if it doesn't make it through the filter, then you don't pursue those. I'm like, yeah, that's totally exactly how I'm using it. <laughs> that always stuck with me afterwards. It's like, and she was right. That was kind of how I was using it at the time. But since then, it, it always, I hear her voice in my head where it's like, yes, it's the filter. Only I can't do the, you know, great British accent that goes along with it. So yeah, but that's, I mean, that what you make me think of now, like, especially for people that have so many options, like you're talking about, or... Um, there's so many choices or it feels like there's so many choices. It helps to narrow down or even remove things off the table that you might consider. Where do you find are some of the limitations on the other side of this? Like it's not magic <laughs> as it turns out. It's what kind of sorcery is this? What are some of the limitations that you've seen or where it's actually not that useful? So I don't know if this is necessarily where it's not useful, but what I have found though is that sometimes clients go into the ideal career profile and they do look at it as like this tool where they have, you know, they put the input in and then it's going to spit out these perfect options for them in terms of career. Or it's yeah. going to give the ideal career at the end of it. You know, one week later, it's like, ta-da, now you can go look for the very specific job. You're so, going to be a beekeeper. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> no questions asked. That's what it is. You're going to go for it. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I have heard that recently where, you know, some of the clients have gone through this and be like, oh, I thought when you go through this part of the program that it's going to, you know, it's going to give me very specific options for career. And actually that's where the coaching comes in. And that's the, the beauty of having the coaching in, you know, combined with the idea of career profile and going through this journey, because the coaching is going to help to unpack a lot of these things and connect more of the dots than maybe just the document is going to do. So it's one thing to go through the exercise and have it all on paper, but sometimes you just need to be able to like verbally process it or have a coaching session around it to really get to nail that clarity to know like, oh, okay, so this is how this, you know, A connects with B and 
this is how it's going to lead me down that road. It's not necessarily just the exercise itself that's going to all of a sudden spit out this ideal career, but going through the coaching process can really help to refine that and, and help with some of those options. That's super important. And that's something that we actually don't talk a lot about on the show. We don't really get into the nitty gritty practice of coaching and we just don't. We don't for a lot of different reasons, but I think what you point out is really super important because I mean, let's say that there was this magic thing and there are actually assessments out there that like you go and you spend 15 minutes taking the assessment and they're like, yes, you should be a chemist. And even if it was the case where like they got to interact with you and you know, at the end of that, Charissa, you say, hey, guess what? Your brand new career is, and then you unveil it somehow. It doesn't actually have the same effect as if they're going through a process where they decide and they've come to that conclusion. Because when you come to a conclusion on your own and you've gone through the thought process and often experimentation and other pieces along the way that it takes to get there, it makes it much more emotionally charged. It makes it real versus if we do the Sharissa unveiling at the end, then it doesn't have, it literally does not have the same effect, even if you were to move into it. And I think that's something that people miss. So I so appreciate that you point out that about what is actually going on as it relates to coaching or working through this type of process. And actually, I love what you say because it just reminded me of something else. But yeah. going back to what I was saying earlier about this being a launching point, it really is. This is not the end of the process. It's not like you go through the ideal career profile, now you have some options, and off you go. <laughs> okay, um, we're all done here. That was fun. <laughs> well done. This is just the launching point. And I think the other thing I want to go back to that you said that's so important to this process is there is that experimentation phase after this. So you have some ideas. You're coming out of this process. It's going to give you some ideas or some options of what to explore. But then you've actually got to go do the work of exploring it and validating and having conversations and doing the research and all those things to make up, like you said, to for your, the client to make up their mind on what's going to be right for them. Because it's such a personal individual thing. Like I can't go and like you said, I can't go and tell somebody, hey, you're going to be great at this and I go off and do it. They have to feel personally connected to it and they have to be fully invested because it's their life. They're going to be doing the work and spending all of those hours and those kinds of things. So if they're not connected with it, and then it's not going to work, right? So, yeah, so I think that's another maybe misconception sometimes going into the ideal career profile that all of a sudden this is going to be the thing, you know, that's going to give them the options and then they're super easy, easy, and then they're done. But really, just this is just the launching point to where it starts to get really fun, <laughs> which is in the career experiment phase of, um, of the journey. This is something that I find is challenging for people who are in upper level or more senior type roles, this idea of exploring and taking the time yourself. And here's the reason why, like, I'll just speak for myself as a, a moment, but like as a CEO, and I'm not the CEO of the largest company in the world. However, as a CEO, I am very used to hiring other people to get work done for me, right? However, if I did that in this particular case, and it went through. And at the end of this, we had that Sharissa unveiling that we were talking about where, I don't know why I'm calling it the Sharissa unveiling now, but we're sticking with that. I can just see you like holding up a sign or something. It's like, here's your new career. It's going to be fantastic. But even if that were the case, then it literally does not have the same effect as doing the work and going through this type of exploration. So I think that's something I've really found that we also haven't discussed on the show a lot for people who are at more senior levels that just don't have a lot of time. And 
are thinking about making this type of change because a lot of their time is consumed with their higher level role in being able to provide support to teams and leading teams and many other things that happens along the way. That's another misconception that I just wanted to air because it relates to what you were talking about here. But to bring us back though, as you think about what do people really need to understand if they want to, regardless of whether they want to work with us or whether they you know, want to coach us help, if they were to try and create their own ideal career profile, what are some of the most important elements of that. And then let's finish talking about what you were starting to talk about in terms of experimentation too. And so I think the most important elements is just to get really clear on at a basic level, like your minimums and your ideals. At a minimum, what is it that you really want? And I know that that can seem really broad, but I actually wanted to provide like some examples of I think that that would be maybe helpful to clarify yeah. what you actually mean by minimums and what do we mean by ideals. Because I've seen this done really well in some of our ideal career profiles where, you know, some of our clients have really taken the time to break it down into very specific areas of their life or areas of focus or areas of interest and things like that. Some of those examples are, um, I mean, like I've seen ideal career profiles that break it out into like a spiritual, like from a spiritual perspective, at a minimum, what do I want that to be like? From a mental perspective, you know, whether that's learning, growth, development, all of those things, at a minimum, what is it that I want? And again, outside of just simply the career and what the company can offer, but on a broader level as well, what is it that I'm looking for? At a minimum, what do I need to be able to do in those areas? And then it's also about the work and the company and what the company has to offer. So that can be in terms of what type of boss, and I mentioned a little bit earlier, but what type of boss I want? What type of co-workers do I want? Uh, what kind of company culture is going to be a good fit for me? All of those type things. Um, and then from a financial perspective, from a bringing in the strengths, right? So what are some of the things that you really enjoy doing? What do you want to do more? So those kinds of things. I think looking at that through the lens of like, you know, the minimums and the ideals can be such a, you know, so helpful to just go through that exercise. And it doesn't have to take, it's not, a, you know, not something that you need to spend hours and hours on, but just that as a starting point low, which I think can be incredibly beneficial. And then that way, you know, when you're looking at potential jobs or opportunities or or even like job postings and things like that. You can look at it through that. I love that the analogy of the filter. Through the filter of the ideal career profile or those two things, like at a minimum and then the ideal, does it match? Does it, you know, fit those? So if you do a really good job with this exercise, it makes it so much easier to weed out the opportunities that are not a good fit and to really go after the ones that. Or like with your example of Judith, it mm-hmm. can take it from literally impossible to yeah. now possible and feasible in the real world. That's actually something that I've observed quite a bit too. I can't tell you the number of times that I have seen that happen with our clients and our students. And the case where I would estimate is probably around 20 to 25-ish. I might be making that number up a little bit, but, but just my sense is that it's probably roughly a quarter of the people that we've worked with that would have missed, would have entirely missed the opportunity had they not done a great job of defining it. Because one of the curious observations I've had over the years is a lot of times it's actually pretty close to in front of you and you're just missing it. Not always. There have been many, many times where that's not the case, but I'm continuously surprised how many times the opportunity is just right there or within a couple of degrees of separation. And we just don't know it because we don't know what to look for yet and haven't defined what to look for. Yeah. That's have, have, the other part of that as well is they might know that like, it might be easy to get to the point of like, yeah, like I, in an ideal world or like that, but they, a lot of times we don't, and I say this even from my own experience, Sure. don't connect the dots between the possibility and how to actually get to making that a reality. So connecting yes. that possibility and reality. And I think that's where the coaching can really come in because that's what I do with a lot of my clients. Like even though 
So they, sometimes it can be just going through this exercise that, oh yeah, ideally, of course, I would love all of these things. But it's a matter of like, how do you connect the dots between, okay, that's great, like ideally you want that. How do we actually make that happen? What are some, let's brainstorm, let's think about some ways that that might actually be possible for you. And then it starts to become more real. It's like, wait a second, you mean like this might actually be possible? I'm like, okay. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. And yeah. then it gets into that process of, oh, so this is how I can maybe ask for what I want, you know, or how I can prepare for the conversation, you know, when I'm going through the job interview or prepare for the negotiation. And it really goes into that whole process as well and becomes so much more, it's like, whoa, I can really do something to set this up for myself. And then it becomes more real and then we prepare them for, that's another part of the journey, but we prepare them for those conversations so that they feel good. It's not like they're not extremely like scared or nervous to even go into that conversation, but they feel really good about how they're going to approach that. That's another part of the, you know, the preparation process. Well, and since you bring that up here, you know, I know that earlier you mentioned and we started talking about how the ICP, the ideal career profile, begins to interact with experimentation. A lot of time, not all the time, but a lot of the time when we're working with people, we'll have them go through some measure of test drive or experiment. And you know, many times that can be what we call the social Goldilocks type of experiment where people are, it's an easy example, but like reaching out to other people for short conversations to be able to learn more about what a particular role is really like. You know, and that's a very easy example to point to, but it can be other types of experiments too. And we have six that we do more commonly than anything else, but help us understand here a little bit about how the ideal career profile interacts with different types of experiments. Oh yes, that's really great. Cause that is really the next part in the process and it all does tie together so well. So let's take the social goals work as an example. So with the ideal career profile, one of the things we work in, it, once that's done, one, one of the things we work on in the coaching process is to start to have a coaching conversation around like, okay, now, now that we have the ideal career profile, how do we then come up with some possibilities, some potential options or some areas that, you can, you know, that our clients can explore so that it makes it easier to be able to reach the right people and contact the right people to have those career conversations and to have a conversation around what is it that you do? And, you know, I'm curious about this area of work that you do and, and those kinds of things. And so preparing them for that to make part of the process. And um, some of the other things that we do as well, the ideal career profile really helps with is if they decide as a result of going through this process, that they really want to focus in a certain area and say they want to be like a thought leader in a particular area. Then yeah. a part of that is like writing articles on LinkedIn, for example, or you know making sure that they are seen as that expert in that area on their LinkedIn profile. And there's other ways to do that as well. But that's just another example of how going through this process of the ideal career profile can help them really narrow, like hone in on those things that they really want and are just so, that they feel really passionate about and strongly about. Because when they do that, they have so much more momentum, they have so much more motivation to really want to do these things and to, to take the next step. And then, of course, there's that level of clarity that happens as well. And there's a lot of other ways that we, we go about doing that. But those are just some examples of how the ideal career profile can really launch that process. And I've seen it happen where, you know, like, it doesn't take long. There's no guarantee, of course, about, like, how long it's going to take from this point in the process to when they land that job, if that's what they want. But what I have seen happen, though, it can, it can be a short process. Sometimes they have a couple of conversations and all of a sudden they're in an interview process. <laughs> so you just think yeah. where that could go. And so being open to that, and a lot of our clients, you know, are open to, to just being curious and to having those conversations, just realizing that every step that they take, even though sometimes it might take a little bit longer, um, depending on the situation, but every step that they take is moving them closer to what it is that they really want. It's kind of a fun process to go through, uh, but also it's work, right? It, it does take work and commitment and uh, dedication to get to ideally what it is that they're looking for. 
you mentioned how sometimes it can be a, a short process. Other times it's, it's not, certainly. I mean, we've certainly had occasions where we've worked with people for like 18 or 19 months or so, but that's an outlier. And we've also had occasions where like 30 days, but also an outlier, right? And not necessarily, neither of those are necessarily average. What it makes me think of though is I just recently, literally in the last few days, my son, who we recently enrolled all of our kids in, in a homeschool program necessarily, or, or recently, I should say, uh, we really, really cool. That's another conversation in terms of like why we chose to do that. However, we made that decision. And one of the interesting byproducts of it was that now my youngest son, who's nine now, is doing work that is really, really, really relatable to the real world. So he was asked to go and make designs for door knockers. So it actually very closely follows the same process that we use for uh, creating an ideal career profile and also you know, putting it into experimentation, like seeing, hey, did what I put on paper, is that actually what I want? And then going and turning it into something that is reality. So he's going through it. Like the first thing he decided is like, a door knocker is stupid. You're not going to be able to hear that through the whole entire rest of the house. I want to make a doorbell instead because that's actually going to be inside. I'm like, okay, make a doorbell. All right, fantastic, whatever. And then so he does these designs for doorbells, essentially. And then you know, his first design is like, he's got all these different spoons and they're supposed to clack together when somebody pushes the doorbell button. And basically it was not going to work at all. Right. But then by this third design, he's producing something that we actually turned into you know, a real doorbell. And then, you know, he built the doorbell, like he, two nights ago, we were up really late and he's like, got the, the power tools and nine-year-old power tools. It's a little scary, but he got this doorbell put together and then found that it didn't work as well as what he thought it was going to. It did work, but not as well as what he thought it was going to. So then he's like, oh my goodness, I could do this and this and this and this and this. And really this process that you're describing functions a lot like that. It is an evolutionary process. It's an iterative type process in order to go from literally an idea, something where at the beginning, he's like, this is a stupid project. When would I ever use this? <laughs> he said that. And then all the way on the other end to now he's excited because he like made this doorbell out of an idea. And it's the same type of thing. So I'm curious, you know, what are some of the biggest misconceptions about this type of process that we've been talking about here? Oh, I think maybe, yeah, what, one of them, the first thing that comes to mind actually is that enrolling in this process or saying yes to the process is going to magically fix this. So <laughs> it's like, you know, where there's almost like, oh, now that I've enrolled in this, all my problems are solved. And it's going to be, not that it's, I don't know whether it's a, a misconception about like the work is going to be easy or what it is exactly, but it's like, they can be this idea that, okay, once I enroll and I go through this certain period of time, that at the end, everything is going to be, you know, unicorns and rainbows and butterflies. It's going to be perfect. And there's this like time frame. <laughs> Everything's going to work. And then at the end of the time frame, it's going to magically all come together. And of course, as we know, you know, as life is, <laughs> it doesn't quite work like that all the time. Now, sometimes, like you said, sometimes we can, like, sometimes that uh, process does get kind of, uh, you know, there's shortcutting and there's ways that 
things work out a lot sooner than maybe we had anticipated or um, things just work really quickly. And that's great. That's fantastic. I've seen that happen several times. And then there's other times we, like you said too, it takes a little bit longer. Now again, there's outliers, right? So it's not always going to take whatever it is, 17, 18 months. But at the same time, going into this process and having this idea that all of a sudden at the end of eight weeks, you're going to come out and be already have a job interview or already land that job. That can be something that can trip people up, I think, coming in. It's just having this idea that somehow it's all going to fit into this time frame that they signed up for. And then that's it. That's the end of the process. And really that's just... Uh, Voila, we're done. No yeah. staying up late to make doorbells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think that's maybe one of the bigger misconceptions that I've come across personally, is that um, this is going to fix everything. And then at the end of it, you know, I'm going to come out with whatever it is, with that ideal career. And I'm going to be right there where I need to be. What have you found is a pleasant surprise for, you know, one or maybe even many clients, you know, as you've gone through and helped them create their own version of their ideal career and put that on digital or real paper, you know, what has been a pleasant surprise for them that either they were surprised by or something that you've been surprised by as you've now done this many times over? Oh, there's two examples that come to mind immediately when I think about this. There's two clients in particular that have made a pretty significant shift from what they were doing before to what they now realize is like, a, you know, it's a much better fit for them. And they honestly like came in very like despondent. They were like, I don't even know if I can make a change. Like this is all I've known. I don't even know if anything else is possible. Maybe I need to just stay where I am. Like I'm not really sure where to go with this. And then going through the process, going through the ideal career profile exercise and all of that, they realize that there's actually options that are potentially so much better for them than what they had experienced in the past. Not only that, but they also realize that they have a lot of transferable skills and they start to see that light at the end of the tunnel. Like it's not just something new and interesting to explore, but I actually have things from my experience, even though I haven't been doing this specific thing before, but there are a lot of things in my past experience and transferable skills and all those kinds of things that can, and even experience, that can really tie in to this career that I'm, you know, pursuing. And so two examples of that, there's one, one of my clients that has a legal background and she's done, you know, a lot of incredible things in the legal field. She felt like she never really quite, um, you know, found her fit. She just kind of got to a point where it just wasn't working for her. And there were a lot of things that, that just weren't great based on her experience. But what she did enjoy, what she does absolutely love and is incredibly passionate about is um, climate change. And so she was able to connect the two. And now she's going after, you know, climate change that actually leverages her legal expertise from the past, even though it wasn't necessarily specifically in climate change. So that's one example. And then I've got another client who made quite a big shift as well, went from a retail background to now she's so excited because she's realizing that a lot of her retail experience actually has a lot of elements of project management in it. And she's a lot more excited and enthusiastic about exploring different project management options than she ever was in staying in himself. So those are some examples of like, once you start to see things, you know, once you go through the process and you start to realize so much more is possible than what you were settling for maybe in, in the past. And so that's really exciting to watch because there are some like significant shifts that happen and they start to get really excited and they're like, oh my gosh, I never realized that I even had those strengths or that it was even possible for me. And now I see how this might actually be a reality. Like I, I can see how I can get there even faster than I thought possible. So I think those are some of the things that like unexpected surprises uh, that happen along the way, which is just incredible to see. That's fun. Those types of surprises are one of the reasons why I love doing the type of work that we get to do that. I appreciate you sharing. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing about how this idea of 
ideal career profile or creating a profile of your ideal career, how that works, what it is, what it actually does, why on earth it'd be you know, worthwhile to take the time to do something crazy like that in the first place. I really appreciate it, Sharissa. No problem. My kids, I love this stuff. <laughs> so, not a problem. I really hope that this inspires you because if you're thinking about a career change, after going through this process so many times with so many people, what you really desire is so possible. So believe in that, trust in that, trust in yourself, and trust the process. There for you. Hey, many of the stories that you've heard on the podcast are from listeners that have decided that they wanted to take action and taken the first step of having a conversation with our team to try and figure out how we can help. And if you want to if you want to implement what you have heard and you want to completely change your life and your career, then let's figure out how we can help. So here's what I would suggest. Just open your phone right now and open your email app and I'm going to give you my personal email address. Scott at happentoyourcareer.com. Just email me and put conversation in the subject line. And then when you do that, I'll introduce you to the right person on our team and you can have a conversation with us. We'll try and understand your goals and what you want to accomplish in your career, no matter where you're at. And we can figure out the very best way that we can help you and your situation. So open it up right now. And send me an email with conversation in the subject line. Scott at happenedyourcareer.com. Here's a sneak peek into what we have coming up in store for you next week. If you can invest in this process of meta learning, you can often figure out, okay, what would be the way that I would acquire this skill? Doesn't mean that you get out of doing the work. It's still a lot of work, but it turns it from a, this is impossible to, this is what would have to be done. And I think even if the, this is what would have to be done, if, and if it's a lot of work, making that concrete and explicit really changes what's in front of you. All that and plenty more next week, right here on Happen to Your Career. Make sure that you don't miss it. And if you haven't already, click subscribe on your podcast player so that you can download this podcast in your sleep and you get it automatically. Even the bonus episodes every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Until next week, adios. I'm out.